Oh, I'm talking into mute. I just fired up the recording. And uh, John, thank you for that uh, opening prayer, despite the fact that it's not on the uh, not on the recording here. But just this morning, I had the the pleasure of heading out to look at some land with my dad, and it was brisk this morning. But just being out there and watching the sun come up over the over the hills and just start to warm you up, and just nature and the the trees and a little snow here, and saw some deer, and just it was just just beautiful. So. And now we're, I feel like I'm, I'm back into the, the more suburban versus rural area and the grass is green and the leaves are on the trees and it looks like just a normal, normal fall day all of a sudden. So, well, anyway, good morning to everybody here and thank you guys for joining. I, it was hard for me to figure out, uh, to, to share candidly, what to cover after our sort of four-part series there on discerning um, in our candidates the four core values, which again, I'm appreciative that Sean had suggested such a thing, but I thought we'd switch gears. We spent a lot of time on sourcing uh, and a lot of time on, on growing our team in terms of uh, organic growth, bringing people in from the outside to join the ministry. And then I thought maybe we should spend some time talking about how we're pouring into our team, uh, including ourselves. And so we're, what are we doing to, to grow ourselves? And, um, and I spent some time looking through learning in the Bible. I don't have a fancy stat on how many times the, the word learn or learning is in there. But suffice it to say, there was a lot of options uh, to dig in on scripture, and most of which was around um, learning what God has in store for us or learning the law uh, historically. But I thought, man, if it's so much referenced in that, aren't we also called to learn and grow in our vocational skills here? So um, I'd ask by a show of hands here, but maybe by voice, how many people here are very intentional about, about their own personal growth or that of their team uh, and specifically have a plan to go about doing something to grow people in that area. All right. So next question. And if you, if you couldn't come off from you fast enough, you could interrupt me and be the one person that said they're doing it intentionally. Pastor Frank, I see a hand up. Sorry, I was just, uh, you, you was asking a question? Yeah, I just, I'm wondering who, who takes learning intentionally, growing in, the, in, in skills that will help us in our vocation, right? Of the ministers of the gospel, uh, employees of FCA, right? Uh, disciple makers, and who's intentional about it for themselves and or their team? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I mean... Who that? Good anyway, question. Um, yeah, so for me, I mean, I always wanting to grow, understanding that I need to grow. That's like when I say I read, like that's just intentionally me trying to learn something. Like, so, you know, I'm just an avid reader, and I want the people that I'm serving with to be readers. And of course, not everybody, you know, people like to listen to audio books or you know, listen to sermons or what have you. But man, I think if, you, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So that's, that's the policy. So I got to mention I agree with that. Who else? I, I, try, to, I try to be uh, quite intentional as well. Um, 
like Pastor Frank said, kind of getting into the Word every day and making sure that I'm finding something um, applicable to what my life is at this point in time. But when it comes to the ministry itself, um, I think it was Sean that told me never, he always wants us to be people who are willing to go to trainings to learn how to do what we do better. You know, even this year I'm doing, I got two trainings I'm planning for. I'm going to boot camp in March and I'm going to the collegiate conference in April because I want to minister to college students better. Um, I've been to communication school. I've done stuff like that. And I'm, I'm trying to encourage those I supervise to be of that, you know, start with the boot camp, start with the training camp, but then what, else, what do you need next? Well, let's try communication school. If you want to try and present 3d coaching, let's get you out to that. Let's give you the pieces you need to do, to grow slowly, but to grow according to what your ministry is. So. I like it. Who else? So for, for Frank and for Mark, what does that practically look like over and above reading? Appreciate it's a great way to learn, but what does it look like? Uh, is there a, a method, Frank, to what you're choosing next or? Yeah, I always try to like, you know, you know, if you're going to read, it's got to be topical, just like Mark was saying, if it's, you know, communication or whatever, like, um, now I've, you know, stepped into this or stepping into this new role of ministry advancement as opposed to, you know, director. So like, all right, so what, how do we empower people? You know, this whole public scripture reading, you know, I just read Mm -hmm. a book on that not too, uh, last week and it was really good. And so just, just being topical like you know my spiritual grandfather used to say you know if if you need healing in your body you don't like when you go to church and they're talking about finances it's like it's not relevant for you you know like so just trying to find those you know relevant topics for where i'm at um you know how to build a team how to be a good teammate you know just uh i'm reading a book called extreme ownership like, you know, how do I, um, you know, own what I'm doing and get that mentality in, in, in the team. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just, I mean, for me, it's always been, I, I, you know, some of you guys know my testimony. I'm a seventh grade dropout, so I, I never read. And, you know, so it's just the author becomes the teacher or, you know, whoever getting on phone calls like this and, love to hear people think and have conversations about how they did it, how they do it in their areas. Cause it's not like, you know, these cooker cutty cooker cutter, um, you know, methods of learning for everybody. Everything's a little bit different. So, yeah. So here's, so my question really is here, I guess the follow-up is two things. One, who's doing it for their team? Who's encouraging and holding accountable their teams? Um, or And it could be, if it's yourself, that's your team. But if you have more than that, to make sure they too are, are intentional about their learning and growing and development. And then, so the next question is, 
who thinks it's important it's important that we're encouraging our team to grow and develop their skills personally and i'll answer for everybody because everybody's going to say yes right that's it so um so we took some time at the beginning at the end of our our year to develop um to create our uh, staff development plans and uh if I were to venture a guess, I'm wondering how many people have gone back and referenced their staff development plans in the past 30 days? I got a head shake on Mark. Yes, uh, I, I use that often. I use you the, do. In, in what way, Mike? I use the, uh, the board development when I'm meeting with prospective board members to show them, you know, a new board, a maturing board, you know, kind of mm. where, where we are. I also use it when I'm meeting with prospective staff to show them the corporate structure and then the timeline uh, that's in there. Uh, so that that my my uh, my book is 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 frazzled because I carry that with me everywhere I go because it's uh you know whether I'm meeting with a board member as I mentioned or prospective staff or someone that I'm introducing to the ministry for the first time. I have my normal presentation. But I also, when they ask questions, it's a great resource to show, you know, how we're, how we're, you know, what we're all about. And I'll just jump in because I really wanted to say that, but Mark beat me to it uh, earlier. Um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're all disciples, you know, and, you know, our church motto is uh, disciple, be one, make one. Every time we go out, whether it's to a coach's huddle, an FCA huddle, or an individual meeting, I feel as though we're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and the, through our actions and through how we act and through how we interact, uh, we're always trying to get, be better, trying to walk, you know, strengthen our walk, walk with the Lord. People see the way we act, huddles, camps, everything. And that's how I've seen Mark do it firsthand, uh, Margo at the camps, uh, Pastor Frank at a camp, Sandy, bringing people closer and sometimes for the first time to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And mm. that's why I'm so excited to wake up every day and go to work for SCA. Amen. I'd let you preach that for the next uh, 16 minutes and close us out, but I won't. So I, I think about in my, in my career, um, and even if I thought back to when I was in, college, um, I managed a team of consultants on campus. And I just remember growing and learning and the feeling I got as a result of that. And I think if you looked at the either satisfaction or um, a grade I may have received from my staff, and, and look, for those of you that coached and, and are still coaches, uh, this may resonate with you as well, that the more you learned about how to coach well, um, you were able to, to, to feed your players more, right? And grow them more. And I suspect the grade you would receive from them is higher. And so I, you know, I know there's any rocket science in my suggestion here that we ought to be intentional about growing uh, both in the word, uh, which we should be doing daily. Uh, at least that's what I believe personally. Uh, but also there's a question of what are we doing vocationally? So I was thinking about some areas that we can spend some time personally, and then also that with our teams. And so um, things that I thought were important, I think, Mark, you may have rattled a couple of these off here, but uh, leadership, communication, um, formal theological studies may be a, a part of that as well, right? 
those that are seeking uh, a master's in biblical studies or divinity or something along those lines, um, or, or even another certification or degree. Um, and then I had one that I wrote down here, and I wanted to ask about this and see what you guys had for an opinion on that. How important is it for us to, uh, to stay up to date in our, our coaching skills? And I mean literal sports coaching. Uh, of the topic of items that I put there, does anybody think that uh, that deserves a, a seat at the table? Yeah, I'll jump that's in on that. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's really interesting because um, it's always changing, obviously, um, on some levels. And the fact that we're relating to coaches so much to be able to speak to them intelligently, that's a really good, a good thought. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know about sports specific, but in terms of like knowing 3D coaching and some of the philosophies and that sort of thing, I think it's really helpful in ministering to coaches. You know, and to and be I able want to, to clarify, sit Janine, you, sorry, you raised a great point. I didn't mean sport specific, but I meant specific to sport, not, uh, you know, coaching your staff, right? Which I think is a different type of coaching or being a character coach or uh, even executive right. coach, right? In the business world. But yeah, yeah great point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just understanding some of the, the things that coaches are going through and learning themselves and being able to be a resource for them is good. I, you know, I don't think we need to dive in completely uh, too deep to that because there's so many things that we can be learning that are, I don't know. That's it, it, a good, that's a good question. I see Sandy. Came I, I like the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, again, I was just going to add to that, that uh, coaching is so much communicating and, um, and relation, relationship building. Mm. And I think um, I'm finding more and more that uh, the ministry that God has me doing here is just building relationships with people, um, specifically coaches, and sometimes that's hard because coaches can be very standoffish sometimes, especially when you're at the D1 or D2 level coaches. Um, they're busy and so forth. And, but yet, um, I think building a trust relationship with coaches like that, and the next thing you know, they're saying to me, Sandy, please stop by the office when you're on campus because I just need to see you when you're, when you're on campus. So mm. get to that point where coaches – know their need for somebody to come alongside them. And that's hard because a lot of college coaches don't see the need They're They live in a very, uh, Janine, I think might agree with me on this. They live in a very um, cocoon world sometimes at that level where they just want to be left alone. They don't, they think everybody's after something with them, but if you build a relationship with them and they trust you, um, then they're more apt to sit down with you and pray with you even. So I think building relationship and communicating that trust, and that takes a while sometimes, but as long as we're not impatient with it, I think that builds that trust too with coaches. Um, yeah, it's, it's a different world. <laughs> Great. Huh? Somebody described coaches the other day. I'm probably going to get it wrong. And Pastor Frank, I think you were the one that told me, was it a different breed? Was it from a different planet? I can't remember what you said. It was something. Yeah, there's a particular species. <laughs> species. That's a particular species or coaches. I love that. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you're going to say something. 
don't know if we have Mike. Yeah, yeah, they stole my thunder. So all right, <laughs> you're a nice guy. Thanks for allowing them to. So you know, I was I was trying to relate this back to when I think about leadership, uh, communication, even theological studies, going deeper in the word. All of those sort of strike me as the maybe equip and empower. But I wondered if keeping up to snuff on the uh, the the coaching aspect, right? Some new philosophy, and I, I suspect everything, you know, what's what's old. Am I back with you guys? Sorry, phone call. Coaches, right uh, in this area so when I think about personal development should we be spending some time developing ourselves in this area which might not be the the typical way we might think about um, about growing in our skills if, if there is an area if we took a look at engage equipment and power um, where we feel like we're doing where it's, it's the biggest challenge for us in terms of growing the kingdom impact here right so we think about mission and vision um, seeing the world transformed by Jesus uh, through the influence of coaches and athletes. Which, which E is our biggest struggle? Jeff, your question was, what's the biggest E in working with coaches? You're breaking up. The biggest which struggle. Which if e there's is the biggest an, struggle. Oh, sorry, gang. Hold on. Yep. Can you hear me okay? Janine, can you repeat that? Yeah, he, he was just wondering which, uh, which of the three E's is the biggest struggle for us as ministers? I think. I think. Right? It is, sorry, can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah. yeah. Am I any better? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So I'm gonna try it again. I apologize. Uh, so, so if we take a look at if our uh, mission and vision, see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes, right? What's holding us back the most? Which E uh, for, for growing that kingdom impact here? I would have to say engage, honestly. Um, it's just so hard to get that time in front of coaches, in front of anyone. I was thinking earlier today and, and just uh, quite honestly a little bit discouraged by the lack of responsiveness of people sometimes when you're trying to get them on the phone, when you're trying to talk to them, whether it's about funding, whether it's about, hey, come to this um, huddle, whether it's whatever it is, um, just people's lack of responsiveness and trying to figure out what, what is that about. I know it's about busyness. I know it's about busyness, and that's one of the biggest things uh, to combat. How do we make it convenient and um, helpful for coaches where it's not stepping into um, just a time there you have scheduled or something they're super busy with or them making the time for themselves is really difficult. Um, so just discovering ways, creative ways to be uh, helpful to them and creative ways to be able to build that relationship that Sandy's talking about. Once you get there, it's easier, but once you, but developing that and getting to that trust level where they see the value in it 
or a value in like building into themselves is difficult, I think. I would, I would agree wholeheartedly that it's the engage part. In fact, I was, I was with uh, Kirsten, you know, presenting to her pastor for the first time and I, I showed him the three E model and he, and when, at, when we got to a certain point, he said, you know, I like the three E's, but it seems like that you're really heavy on discipleship, but where's the evangelistic aspect? And I said, it kind of falls between engage and equip because there are some coaches we're engaging that aren't, that don't know Jesus. So that, that trip from one E to the next is going to take much, much longer. And he raised an interesting point, just that it is so different. And just in, in how people are different, how coaches coach differently, how they're trained as coaches are different, what their life experiences are different, maybe how old they are, what kind of generation they come from might be different. So, you know, someone in an older generation might have a tougher time. I've, I've been, I've had people at the coaches conference I go to look out of the corner of their eye, like, why are you here? Because they know I'm there with a faith-based organization because they're thinking I'm there to convert people, which I'm not necessarily. Um, but a younger generation might be a little more open to everything because they're supposedly open to everything. So it's, it's just the engage part is, is like shooting at a moving target because you just don't know what's going to, what's going to stick with them. Is it just going to be a constant presence or if it's going to be something very poignant and strategic to them? Yeah. And again, I, I go back to, obviously I think we're all saying that, the engaging is, is tough because once you develop a relationship with them, it's kind of easy to equip and empower because they trust you. You've built a relationship. Uh, they kind of know where you're coming from. They're not mistrusting you. And unfortunately, I think this day and age, either people are going to really run towards what we have to offer or they're going to back so far away from it because they, because they don't trust what it's all about. So I think um, just, again, building that relationship. But I think what happens with us, and I know myself as a former coach, I can get impatient with that. I, I want to see results. I want to see performance quickly. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just have to come to realize that it really, really takes time to develop relationships. So I would really agree that the engaging I mean, it's not hard for me to meet people on my own, but to engage and develop a relationship over a long period of time so that they get involved with the ministry. Uh, for an example, I had a, a young coach for the first time coach at my basketball camp this summer and hit it off very quickly with, with he and his wife. And he very quickly got involved with starting a, a new huddle at his, at his school where he teaches and coaches. So, and then it, you just build on that to see what happens, what we can do with the coaches huddle in that particular area. So I think it just takes time, but I don't think it's tough, tougher necessarily. It just takes more time. Yeah, that's a great um, thought there or question. And uh, I would, you know, agree. I just took it a little bit deeper in myself. Like, you know, I was, I'm on some staff calls with Margo and Nate. And so they, they anointed me the engage guru. <laughs> like, like for me, engaging is yes, there's a time element. So you kind of spread thin, but I, as far as it being hard, I don't think it's hard for me. Like, I, I mean, you know, you get around people and you just ask questions and you, you know, get to know somebody. 
And, um, and, and I think this generation I find out like with millennials, they love hanging like, you know, yo, let's hang, you know, let's get the coffee, let's chill or whatever. Like, you know, but for me, it's been the equipping because like equipping takes a little bit more work. It's more systematic. It's more of a commitment. And so that, you know, when I look at it from maybe I'm just overthinking this or going ahead, like from a talent advancement thing, like I can engage with people. Like I know a hundred coaches in New York city, but now getting a, a commitment to them from them dudes and them sisters to like sit down and actually like read and get equipped and like set a, a time apart for that purposeful thing sometimes just is a little bit harder. And that's why I'm just thinking, man, I got to maybe engage more volunteers, more potential teammates or, or get staff, you know, like um, because equipping them is, you know, discipleship takes more time. I think I could engage somebody for a moment, but like, um, so just, just fleshing the thought out. I, I mean, either, all of them take time. And, um, but I think just on a personal end, like when you engage somebody, you, you know, there's creative ways. Let's go to a game, you show up at their practice and you kind of rubbing shoulders. But I think when it gets into equipping, it gets a little bit more nut and boltish and, and just more time commitment. And that's what, like, I was hearing Janine, like, people get real squirmy then. You know, they don't want to, you know, every Tuesday and, like, oh, you know, <laughs> that type of stuff. So so, so this is, this is good. And I, I feel like we're on a, a thread here, a path here to something where we can maybe at some point make a breakthrough. It sounded very like a therapist there. But I feel like we can make a breakthrough, right? in terms of making an impact in our areas more so than we already are. And this probably is, is a little bit in the line of talent advancement and ministry advancement. So my challenge, I guess, to this group, myself included, is if we're taking a look at, you know, ministry advancement might be able to give you some tips, tricks, methodologies, way to get there. Um, but what I want us to do from a talent advancement is what can we do ourselves, right? What can we do for our teams to encourage them to grow in a particular area that will then enable them to engage better with coaches, right? If that's the, if that's the one area, Frank, in your instance, what can you do or as you're, you know, uh, uh, transitioning from uh, leading a team, uh, you're going to be a leader no matter what, sorry, man. Uh, but leading a team specifically having staff reporting you to, you know, to, to coaching them up. Right. So if that's on the equipping side, what can you do to grow? And what would you have them grow in, uh, in themselves so they can be more effective in that area? So maybe we'll drill down a little bit further on that. Uh, in coming weeks. All right, we are at time. Any last minute thoughts? Hey, this is Dan. Um, just one of the things that I've been doing that has um, been received pretty well, the feedback is, is positive. Um, I have 53 coaches on my roster that um, I send an email to every Monday. I'm using pursuegod.org. Uh, I'll send out a personal devotional or just a quick little two or three minute every Monday. And that alone has produced prayer requests. So in terms of engaging, um, I'm really using that as kind of 
you know, to, pr to pry the door open. That's great. Yeah, if you could forward one on, or, or I, I'll volunteer to have my name added to the list, if that'd be appropriate, a little blind copy. Sure. Uh, that'd be neat to see. Awesome. Any other last minutes? Yeah, Dan, if you could send me a copy of that too, that'd be great. Sure. Just a quick question, Mike, you referenced um, using a, a resource. I, I didn't catch what that was that you were saying that you're always sharing that with, um, with people and, and referencing it yourself. Uh, PursueGod.org. No, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm going back to Mike. Mike's still on. Mike's there. Mike, you with us? There he is. Oh, ch challenged. Challenged connection. Maybe not. Okay, that's all right. We'll get it. He, he was referencing the staff development plan, although I'm wondering, Janine, if that's in fact what it was. So we'll, Yeah, uh, we'll that's, that's what we were talking about, but I don't know that that was, because it sounded like he had a resource or a book or something that he was referencing, and I don't know if that's, yeah. I will follow up with Mike and find out. Awesome. I think, I think he's just sharing some really good stuff right now. We're not getting any of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this is... All right. Well, we're just going to go ahead and close here. Oh, Heavenly Father, um, despite the background noise, Lord, I hope my brothers and sisters can hear me. But uh, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity for us to grow in our skills. Thank you for um, thank you for the ministry advancement team, Lord, that uh, will take much of this and run with it. And thank you for the privilege of serving on the front end. Father, I just pray that we would uh, we'd learn more, Lord, about how you want us to grow uh, individually. Uh, would you show us how to grow our teams? Uh, how to develop our teams, Lord, to build them up so that we can engage, equip, and empower uh, our coaches, Father, and just making disciples, Father, ministering to them. And I love the through them, Lord, just the multiplying from there. So continue to reveal to us areas that we can grow, maybe areas of deficiency, Lord, that's hard, uh, but allow us to see those so we know where to pour into ourselves. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. Take care, y'all.